0: I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. This week, Congress holds new hearings on the attacks last September in Benghazi, Libya. Those attacks left U.S. Ambassador Chris Stevens and three other Americans dead. Today, President Obama's choice to replace Stevens spoke at her confirmation hearing. Deborah K. Jones made it clear that, as ambassador, the security of U.S. diplomats in Libya will be her top priority. Currently, the security situation in Libya continues to be a big challenge. Right now, gunmen are laying siege to two of the country's biggest government agencies, the foreign ministry and the justice ministry. New York Times correspondent David Kirkpatrick is in Libya. He says he's been talking with some of the gunmen who are demanding that several Gaddafi era ministers stepped down.
1: It was a a bunch of guys with AK-47s and truck-mounted artillery uh, surrounding two major ministries and basically shutting them down. What's distinctive about this protest is the protesters, although heavily armed, insisted they were there in peace, uh, that they were a nonviolent protest, but with uh, heavy artillery. And that's just sort of the way that that, that politics here has, has evolved. Obviously, there's an implicit threat when you bring heavy weapons to the government ministries.
0: So they came to the ministries in peace but with guns, big guns. How close were you able to get to them? Were you able to speak with them?
1: Absolutely. That's the wonderful thing about Libya right now. The uh, occupants of the ministries promptly fled without any struggle. The government made no effort to deter these people from setting up their siege. And so by the time I arrived, they were lounging around, drinking bottled water, smoking cigarettes, uh, having a snack, and and were happy to chat. Uh, And it continued that way in peace for about a week. We're entering a more critical and dangerous stage right now. Uh, The parliament complied with their immediate demand, which was for a new law barring former Qaddafi officials from government. But uh, even though that demand has been satisfied, the, the guys with guns outside the ministries haven't left yet. Uh, they're insisting that not only uh, the parliament uh, give in to their wishes and succumb to the threats of, of force, also the prime minister should resign. Uh, they're holding out for that right now, and so far the prime minister hasn't. And we're waiting to see, will the prime minister somehow muster some force of his own to get these people to go away? Will he negotiate with them and persuade them that there's some sort of compromise? Or will he give in? In which case, uh, I mean, I'm already calling this militia rule, but then you've really got militia rule.
0: Are there any channels for these disaffected groups to participate in government right now?
1: Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, there was the the election that was held last July was basically free and fair. Anybody could compete and there's a relative balance of power in the transitional legislature. The the non-Islamists don't have a truly dominant share. Uh, and the Islamists don't have a dominant share. So you'd think that there was a rough equilibrium there, and all regions of the country are represented. If that body could actually do its work, if it could function and form coalitions and have debates and do the things you normally expect of a mature legislature, then you could see a civilian government. But right now, every time it tries to take a tough decision, it feels threatened by some armed group someplace uh, and you get into this cycle where the, the government uh, is cowering in front of the armed groups, and the more it cowers, the more powerful they are. The more powerful they are, the more it cowers. Uh, it's hard to see how the government is going to get out of this.
0: It's been almost two years since the fall of Muammar Gaddafi. Uh, you were in Tripoli uh, yesterday. You're in Benghazi today, which has its own violent recent history with the death of Ambassador Chris Stevens there last year. Uh, what does it feel like to be in Libya right now?
1: It feels very uncertain and a little bit depressing, to be honest. I think there's quite a bit of disappointment. People had higher hopes for their revolution, uh, you know, as in so many of these Arab Spring countries. It was a cliche uh, after the old governments fell to say, well, now comes the hard part. But here we are, and it is really very hard. You know, especially in Libya's case, most of all in Libya's case, where there really was no national government, not much sense of national unity, not much history as a nation, no national institutions, no political parties, no ideologies. They're really starting from scratch. You know, you sort of have to roll back and imagine the very first people building government for the first time. That's about what it feels like here in Libya right now.
0: New York Times correspondent David Kirkpatrick speaking with us from Benghazi in Libya. Thanks very much, David.
1: It's a pleasure.